party uh, via Sevier's sending spell got in contact with Keyleth of Vox Machina um, to discuss the way forward and the methods of sealing away a god as they had the experience with it. Um, moments later, um, Sevier was greeted at a tree opening up by a procession of most of the members of Vox Machina coming through the tree. And that's where we left off. Ah! Well, um, we'll admit, Keyleth, I thought it would take you longer to answer. Um, hello! I'm Sylvia. Would you all like to come in for tea as we discuss the killing of a god? Or the containment. One of the two, I think. Something Whatever very familiar best. sounding about all this. Well then, hopefully you have some experience, Mr... Percival Fredrickson uh, Percival Fredrickson from Musical Clues Bureau the Third. My friends call me Perth. Um Well Percival Uh Thank you, uh That's weird. Just Percy will do. Okay. Uh <laughs> uh Fast Friends. Um well, well uh, any you... friend of uh, Keyleth and Terrians is a friend of mine. Sevier just does that awkward smile, like she has so much energy but is also aware that she's meeting some very famous people in her pajamas. Um, and she goes, well, um, if you would all like to come inside, I have prepared tea and coffee and breakfast. Um, so we may have a sort of roundtable discussion with the group. Sounds like a plan. And you lead them to your magnificent mansion. Yes, we were right next to it. Yes. Uh, is there any way for her to change the size of the opening? I do not think it is grog-shaped. I mean, it's not grog that you have to worry about. <laughs> Really? Just tweak it. Yeah. Alright. Yeah, no, that's fair. So Sevia Sevia would open the door and start letting them in and it's just like, oh, this big Goliath is going to have to da da and then... And Trinket kind of squeezes through and he has a difficult time of it. But ends up in. Okay. Okay. At least it's uh, to the air. Uh, Sebia says, "Well, at least it's a train there." I hope. And then she goes inside, shuts the door, and then realizes that she is no longer at the front of the group, and there's no way to get around the bear. So she has to direct from the back of the group into the house. Uh, so she starts pointing and directing like the worst backseat driver and uh, guides everyone into the kitchen where the rest of the party are. Okay. So yeah, everyone, you see as... Um, I think the, the 
the most obvious thing is the bear. The large, old, brown bear. Uh, just traipsing through. Um, but you also see a, uh, a blonde gnomish woman, uh, hair braided back, um, and in, uh, kind of like a, a woolen shawl, um, a, uh, a human and, uh, half-elf both dressed very regally, um, uh, the, the human man having, uh, very shocking white hair and a beard, um, the, the half-elven woman, uh, seeming to be, she looks almost as if she's at least ten years his junior, but, uh, demeanor, uh, suggests it may be the opposite, um, closer to the opposite, um, and, uh, and a, uh, towering Goliath with a beard, um, bit of, uh, bit of graying by the, uh, by the jowls, um, and of course, Keyleth, who, uh, you recognize from your reunion. Before Phil sees um, Keyleth or Sevia, they go like lock sights with the bear and then just like brandish the nearest weapon, which is a piece of toast. <laughs> like, oh, oh, stay back! Oh, Keyleth! Um, hi, who are these folks? Oh, um, these are my friends, Wax Machina. Uh, Percy, Vex, uh, Right, Brock, and drink uh, it. A Vox Machina. I thought it was Vox Machina. Machina. Is that how you pronounce it? Uh, yes, Machina. Noted. And Conrad, who was also um, standing, just like not probably as like a reach to attack as four was with the piece of toast but um was standing very like stiffly to, to attention and just like ready to bolt and grab his sword to get moments notice kind of just like leans back against the, the um the kitchen counter again it's like okay well that was quick Sevia certainly got hold of you all then uh, yeah. i certainly did Sevia says from behind trinket where she is barely visible I like the bear. Interesting mount. Or pet. Or friend. Um, Trinket is a um, very well-trained uh, bear dog. Oh, I beg pardon. Uh, I, I am Conrad, by the way. Um, this is, uh, well, you probably know all of us, I suppose. We all have the same common goal from what I hear. Uh, from, uh, uh, Lady Keyleth. I hear you've been fucked over by Harkin too, the Goliath says. That would be correct, Beatrice says, from... She's still seated at the kitchen table, and she's sort of sitting in the chair. She's got her leg up on, a, on another, and she's just holding a mug of coffee and sipping it as everybody else is sort of standing there awkwardly.
Yes, in a manner of speaking. In the background, Conrad's like expression changes quite a few different line of things, and then he sort of just like turns his collar up a bit more and just sort of like looks a little bit more awkward. Um, but still to attention. Alright, so what is known? Well. Battle plans, locations, uh, resources. He can't like, re- like, Conrad like reaches for where his like, um, diary would be, and it's like, oh, it's the other, I left it in the other room. And kind of like, just, you just mentally see him go, god damn it. <laughs> um, and then he sort of like looks from Beatrice to fall and like tries to look over at Sevia. Um, and just sort of just like makes like a little, like, momentary like flap of his hands motion. He's like, um, well, uh, Basically, um, we have encountered Arken, um, and um, yes, uh, as as you, uh, my tall uh, associate, said, put so uh, put so well. Uh, yes, we did um, encounter him, um, and he was looking to summon his god, goddess Tiamat. Um, we believe that he is collecting, uh, masks of a sort, um, for some purpose. We have also uncovered a, uh, sect that may or be working with him that are also looking to achieve the same goal, I suppose. Um, his men have been seen around. We have dispatched off some of them. Uh, they were bad, so it's fine. Um... And, well, uh... Uh... <laughs> like to, kind of just uselessly looks so, like... Usually, CV is the one who talks about this. I'm not used to actually reporting anymore. <laughs> Beatrice is, like... Face-palming. Well, it's just, like, it nibbling is... at his toast. He just like, he, so he knits his brows together and it just looks like his face immediately flushes. Um, what my associate here What my associate here is trying to say is uh, we encountered Darken, he got a dragon orb, opened the portal to here, has been raising an army, we've dispatched a couple of his generals, found a couple of dragon masks that he's been looking for. And, uh, he's going to try and bring Tina through in a couple of days. Yes? Three days, I think. At this point, it's... Yeah, you look... I think you're looking at... Yeah, you're looking at two... We are. Yeah. Because it was four oh, days yesterday and we just woke up. Yeah. Uh, yes. So you're looking at two days before the day of the, the return. Uh, and your chances you believe of preventing bringing and preventing uh, Tiamat's return? Honestly? Not great. We're not not sure where they're going to try and bring her through. That's true, but um, uh, Sylvia found something uh, very useful for um, banishing Tiamat. Just recently, so they've gone up a bit. Oh, really? What What did you find? Oh, well, uh, excuse me, Mr. Trinket, Lord 
sir trinket um sevia says as she tries to move around this bear and then kind of pops free and just kind of shakes her head a bit um and she just goes well um i found uh, this and she slides the book she has been carrying across the table there is an uh, instant look of recognition on all of their faces Oh good, so I don't have to explain it? Oh, it turned up in my bookshelf! I, uh, I put a bookshelf in here because I like books, and then, uh, I woke up 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 this morning and it was just there, and I do believe it was a gift from my god. Um, you know, to help. Are you? Uh, the gnome Pike says. Not a god I'm afraid you'd be aware of. I don't know how much Keyleth has informed you of us, or really how much we informed Keyleth of ourselves, or uh, Sir Darrington, but uh, we are from a completely different plane, and we are stuck here until we can find Arkin. He has a dial required by our... my... mentor... uh, in order to plane shift us back home. Until then, we have no ability to get back without any kind of tuning for. Okay. How many of you have a connection to a god? Or some sort of higher power? Conrad is especially quiet. <laughs> but he already was looking very chastened after Beatrice mm-hmm. cut re-explained what he was trying to say, um, but, yes. (laughs) Um, that connection, it's a, yeah, I don't know, complicated. We're battling about three for four. Okay. So, I am not going to need to ask who you are connected to, so if you feel like keeping that private, then you are more than welcome to. But if anyone has a connection, whether it be a god or some other powerful extraplanar being, we're going to need beads of divinity to fold into the trammels. And I have developed a ritual that should allow you to do that. Oh! That... So that... So you all know what the trembles are, because that... I was... struggling yep. to work out how we could... Made them myself. Oh! With really? With a little help from Percy. Right. Uh, Percy... Percy. Sevia uh, says, like when you to call a teacher by their first name. Um... What, what were yours made of? Platinum, darling. Uh, Vex says. Platinum? Platinum? Platinum. Quite a bit of it, too. We... The equivalent of 15,000 golds worth. Per travel. Per travel. How many did you require? We used three. 
Well, um, I don't, uh, well, look, uh, you are quite, um, you know, famous people, uh, even when we didn't quite know how to pronounce your name, we have certainly heard many, many, many things about you. Um, but, uh, we are certainly quite uh, a bunch of explorers ourselves, we've done a couple little things, and, um, we may not have that much platinum, uh, but I do think we have at least enough for one. She says, thinking of the literal hundreds of thousands of gold worth of coins we have from Strahd's bank, which I believe included platinum. Is that stuff that you've already divided up, or is that something you've got written away that you haven't divided up? I don't believe we divided it up and we've just kept it in the bag of holding. Wow. I'm we haven't sure spent we any money! Yeah. I'm pretty sure we did divide it up. So I gave away half of yours to yeah. um, Barovia, Beatrice... I've still got a lot. Hmm. Beatrice divided it all up. That's right. We divided it up into who had what, but it's all still in the bag of holding. <laughs> yes, that's right. Because we... We can't carry, like, a hundred thousand coins on us. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, it's, like, all in one place, but just, we have divided it up amongst hmm. us. So, I can't remember the exact value, but I went through all of your gold and had a look. And when translated into gold value, I think, collectively, you have somewhere in the vicinity of 30,000 gold worth of coins between the four of you. Um, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, I don't, don't do shopping episodes much. Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, if you have, um, you have the gold and silver and copper, then um, we may be able to change it for, for platinum ingots. Um, and I'm sure, darling, uh, Percy interjects on Vex. That we can probably uh, contribute some of our own funds. Oh. I, I think I think one trammel worth could be um, shouldn't hurt too much. And you all notice there is like a reluctance in Vex's face as 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 she says this nice part, but. Um, Yes, I think, I think it is for the best. That is exceptionally kind of you to offer. Um, it certainly saves us the fundraising. Alright. So, if you want to pass us what gold you can spare for us to transfer into platinum, then, um, Percy, Keyleth, Grog, and I will return to Whitestone and collect the platinum while Pike guides you through the ritual. Okay. We can. We can. looks instantly suspicious. I mean, you right, can so roll me an insight. Oh, our money. So you're just going to take all our money away for some ritual. I rolled a 12. <laughs> a 12. 
pottery. Uh, darling, if you think we need poultry 30,000 gold, that's then the you, way you view clearly it. haven't heard of us. If that's the way you view money, then, like, yeah, probably the type. <laughs> Sevia chucks on her tea <laughs> as food insults these people. I, <laughs> I apologize for my wife. I apologize for my wife. Uh, she's new money. Um, and you can see there is like a playful look to <laughs> the Percy's face. Uh, if, I know like, the a, a cheerful ribbing. <laughs> Right. Well, before we get into that, um, what what will these tremors actually do? Right, they, they, need platinum. they need to be made of platinum because of uh, the way that platinum takes to the magic. Um, I'm not entirely sure of every last bit of it, but um, when Ion granted me the knowledge to uh, craft them, to shape them, um, along with Grog, the ability to actually physically beat the platinum into shape, um, we, we were given some, or at least I was given some, understanding of the process's requirements. It's unfortunate that uh, it should be so expensive, but when you are having to banish away a god, only the most prime components will do the job. I see. So is it like a component for the ritual itself? <sighs> Something like that. You see, when you... you can undertake the uh, rights without it, as I understand. However, if you do, there is a better chance that the god will be able to resist the uh, pull. Um, and with each trammel, there is a greater chance of uh, the god failing to resist. Um, from my understanding, you it is a fool's errand to attempt with to attempt uh, this task with fewer than two. Ideally, you want three or more if you can afford it. Right. Well, that's good to know. Like. I guess it's like and the masks, but anti the masks. Hmm. If I'm to understand um, the purpose of the masks in the ritual from the implications, yes, basically. Okay. Uh, Fools just kind of like looks over at CBL, like asking, just like just shrugging, like, does that make sense? What she said. Sevia nods. And it's like, no, that, uh, that makes sense. If we're involving divinity and gods and enough magic to keep a god banished, then the best materials we can get 
are what we need. And um, we clearly, luckily, have a head start with you all. Yes. Um, Kaliana speaks up. Um, if I know I've only known you a few days, but if you want someone you're more familiar with for to accompany them, I'm happy to go with. Yes, uh, that could be helpful. Um, uh, sorry, uh, uh, Percy and um, uh, Vex. Uh, I knew I can't, I've met a couple of like scammers on the streets of Serata. Sounds like someone I knew who did something with like investment and yeah. It's not great giving people money and then not immediately, you know, it's risky. Hey. Trust me, darling, I know how, um, how painful that can be. If it, um, if it further, um, aids you in, um, trusting us, um, she takes a longbow off her back. I will leave this here with you until I return with the Platinum. Oh, I see. A, a kind, uh, thank you, a kind gesture. Paul will, though, immediately, like, look at the longbow to see if it looks like it's good quality. Um, <laughs> I'll be it like, oh, thank you. looks like you... You don't know much about magic items, but this... There are a few things that you have encountered that have a similar uh, energy to this. Um, it has a, it is of a similar energy to the few vestiges of divergence that you have encountered. The, the break, the wraps around your wrists, uh, the oh. book that Sevier now holds and the goggles that whoever we determined had, has. Um. Nice. So Ford just kind of looks at it in his hand and looks at the wraps that are around his wrists and then just carefully places the bow on the table. <laughs> yes, that would, be, that would do quite nicely. You Thank roll you. a vestige too. It would seem so, I kind of just found it in a ruin. Yeah, that sometimes happens. <laughs> That's where Vax got his armor before he went. I can get an adventuring life, you know, just find random things in ruins all about. I just found this, like, um, post this quarter stuff, you know. CBR's looks at Conrad as if to be like, you heard that too, didn't you? And also is kind of has this look on her face where she's making a couple eyebrows as if to be like, did he just say Vax? And her name's Vex? Trying to be <laughs> subtle. Cora just kind of like just sort of does like a really tiny like shrug of his shoulders, his arms crossed out at this point, just like watching the proceedings more than anything else. Just does kind of like oh, maybe they just got the name wrong. <laughs> Beatrice yeah. goes, I thought her name was Vex. No, that's Vex. Vex is a, 
buddy who uh, is with the Raven Queen now. Oh, I am incredibly sorry to hear that. We have, um, we know the pain of losing party members. I sympathize. Um, I think, what are, what are people's passive insights? Um, I will roll I think, a proper insight. No, I was going to say everyone but Conrad, I think, picks up the, the look of, of pain in uh, Keyless face in particular. Oh, you've got a passive insight of 10. <laughs> yeah, everyone else has got Everyone else has got at minimum 15. Um, Achilles face. Hmm. Yeah. The plot thickens <laughs> for characters with no context of what <laughs> yeah. that means. I'm All pretty right. sure the funny thing is, I'm pretty sure Keyleth actually mentioned that like Arkan was there, you know, while they were mourning the loss of like the love of her life. So he probably <laughs> actually knows the context. <laughs> yeah. He's just like, ooh. <laughs> Because that was when I, th- I believe that's when that was. List as if this is wrong, my apologies. <laughs> but yeah. All right. Fun, awkward times all around for everyone. Yep. Hmm. So, uh, Pike speaks up. Shall we get started then? Um, are you sure none of you want a cup of tea? Um, and we'll, we'll, we'll just breeze over pleasantries and all that. And like people have tea and coffee and all <laughs> Hell that. Yeah. I make, yeah. I force Vox Machina, Vox Machina to drink tea. Mm. Grog has like 50 pieces of toast. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yep. The um, bear has a cup of tea. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, yep. Sevia will get out of her pajamas and into real clothes and bring down all her spell books and then okay. give people her money. Okay. So we can work out, we can work out at some point the exacts of like who's contributing how much. Um, I know between, I'm 99% sure that between the four of you, you can put together about 30,000 gold worth of coins. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, so you pass off the coins and... Keyleth takes those going to Whitestone off to go to Whitestone um, while the rest of you remain with Pike. All right. So um, she starts laying out a sort of uh, ritualistic circle on the ground in, in chalks and uh, incense. This will, uh, with some meditation, allow you to get in contact with uh, an extra planar being even beyond the divine gate um, and hopefully entreaty them to grant you some power to seal away Tiamat. Um, Anyone who can think of anyone to contact is welcome to try. So beg pardon. This is a communion between this space and a presence from another place. Yes. 
probably like steps a little bit closer. That's his most interesting. This is a great power to have. How did you come by this? Um, many years of practice of the divine arts. Oh, okay. I, I mean, that, that's most impressive. Good, good job. Right. Uh. Conrad is new to the magical arts, and many of us are new to the divine. He's a curious boy. Uh. Man. Man. He's a curious man. Again, for the second time today, his face goes red and he just, like, looks very... <laughs> he would stomp his foot if he could, but he just kind of just, like, dips his head a bit and steps back. Is... And he's just, like, now glaring at scene. Is everyone... Which to, like, bump shoulders with Conrad supportively. <laughs> he allows it. <laughs> he's peeved now. <laughs> Um, but he is watching what Pike is doing to set stuff up with in intense interest. Okay. Everyone who is participating ready. Yes. Well, kind of really nervous the lips in Beatrice and it says, um, um, when Sylvia said three out of four, did she mean me or you on the divine front? It would assume me. Right. Okay, yes, that that makes it easier. I don't know if anyone would listen to me. But you could still it try. Doesn't hurt to try. If sure, you think, yeah. If you know of anyone. Okay, yep, yep. That's um I'm gonna give it a go, I guess. I'll think about it. Okay. Everyone, take a seat in meditation. And focus. down. Close your eyes and focus on who you want to speak to. So is there you anyone not participating in the ritual? I'm going to take I that as... I assume yeah. everyone's sitting down. Yeah. 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 And Conrad kind of stands there for a moment and it's like, oh, I am inclu included here. And then looks around and it just like sits down and just looks for a moment like there's some kind of enormity, like enormousness behind all of this um, and an intense amount of pressure and then takes a takes a, a conscious breath and straightens his posture and sits up and closes his eyes. Okay. So I am going to roll to determine order. So the first person that we are going to... And this is all happening simultaneously from your perspectives. But the first person we're going to focus in on is Paul. Okay. Paul, who is it that you try to call upon? 
full trust yourself to, to full trust to call out to Kiteth. Um, but he's like definitely like a very nervous, probably like more like how anxious he was when you first met him. And he'll just be like, I'm doing this meditation, something that is quite familiar to him, although that he's not, he doesn't really enjoy. And probably just have like a, a leg just like jittering about. <sighs> Get up, are you there? Roll me a charisma check. If you have proficiency in religion, you may add your proficiency bonus to the check as well. Ooh, that's a 21. Okay. So you find yourself in an open, uh, almost infinite monastery. And you see before you a bald, fair-skinned woman in flowing blue robes, uh, unadorned and holding a wooden staff. Hello, my child. You're here. Oh my goodness, I'm so sorry to bother you. This is really you. It is. You've sought me out, I take it, for a purpose. Um, yes. Yes. I didn't expect you to listen. I'm, I'm not worthy. Um, My child, you are more worthy than many who seek to follow my path. <laughs> Is that complex? Um, you have proven that within your past month of growth. Oh. <laughs> It's like complex, like a raven regions goes over falls face. You mean it? I do. I'm worthy now. You were always worthy. So. But I've. You say I've proven it when, when, when others haven't. Does this mean that the. The path my old monastery took, was it was it the wrong one? I, I thought it was. It was not wrong. There is no wrong path towards enlightenment, except for to shun it away. But it's always best to seek out one's betterment rather than sit around and wait for it to come. I see. No, no wrong path. Thank you. I've, I've worried often about this. About so many things. Worry is how we know that we are keeping our thoughts critical. As long as we do not indulge in that worry, then it is a healthy approach. 
the indulgence uh, in worry that leads us down the dark path, my child. Of course. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to work on that. I think, I think I've gotten better. I think I noticed when when Kubazan took me over that I um. I don't think it was good having no worry at all. I, I, I think I'm improving. Um, I'm, I'm trying to improve. Yes. Paul just looks very overwhelmed. Right. Right. Um, I, I came here to, to ask for your help. Um, oh God, I, I hardly know what exactly it is. I need, I need some of your power. We need to make an artifact so that we can banish a Tiamat should she break free. Of course. We had a similar process on our own plane. You will have been taught it in your studies. In the last days of the Age of Carnage, great flight. Yes, yes. However, as I understand, Exandria's divine barrier is structured differently to our own. Due to the differing purposes and requirements for them. But my own divinity should be able to assist in the tools uh, required for this banishment. Of course it can. Um, roll me Thank a you. persuasion check with advantage. Okay. Uh, where is it? Um, oh, that was not very good. Uh, 16. 16 with advantage? Yeah. passes out a small silvery blue bead of light. Pay good attention to the processes ahead. Paths of fate suggest that they may be needed on our own plane in due time. Of course. Thank you. I will. I will do all I can to to stop Tiamat from breaking free. All right. Uh, one last thing, um, Kitath. Do you know if um, an old friend, uh, a flow, a water genasi, did he make it to your realm in the afterlife? He has. Well, that's what he would have wanted. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, my child. Okay, next. We venture Beatrice. Beatrice, who do you reach out to? Well, Beatrice sort of thinks back to when 
things changed for her. So she is going to try and reach out to either Zariel or whoever created the sword, but she's not sure which one. Okay. So, which one would she prefer? Probably Zariel. Okay. Roll me a charisma check. Add your proficiency if you have proficiency in religion. Um, I don't think I do. It's not what I wanted. Um, 17. 17. Okay. So you find yourself in, from what you have researched, what appears to be the celestial fields. I did not think that we would meet again. Neither did I. What do I owe such an audience? A favour. It's a little complicated, but um, are you aware of Tiamat? I am aware of Tiamat, yes. Somebody is trying to bring her through to another plane, and we are trying to stop her. Or, if she does get through, we're trying to banish her back. And what is it you need from me? Beatrice would know. My ADHD ass has completely forgotten. A bead of divinity. A bead of divinity. Uh, a bead of divinity. Roll me, roll me a, uh, roll me a persuasion check because of your history with Zariel with advantage. Twenty three. Twenty three. So Zariel summons a small bead of white gold light. There's an almost imperceptible crack within it that has the look to be resealing, almost like a healing wound. She passes it out to you. I owe my return to divinity to you. So if I can give you a morsel of it, then I will. Thank you. Your blades. I shall see. May I see them? 
And Beatrice sort of unsheathes both of her swords. Well, okay. one sword, one hilt. Okay. <laughs> so you see Azariel produces from each hand a pair of smaller beads than the one she passed you. And she moves her hands, gesturing them towards the cross guard of each blade. And you see, as each blade shimmers with an additional radiance. You will need the help in the fight ahead. Thank you. you have, if you have some way of calling upon me, then I will be happy to help. But if not, then take that as a small token of my gratitude. I shall endeavour to in deserve your gratitude. All right. Next, Xavier. I feel like I don't have to ask who. I'm reaching out to Kazir. No, I'm reaching out to Akani. Mm. Okay. Roll me. Um, with advantage as a cleric. Um, a uh, a uh, religion check. Uh, no, a I'm... charisma check with... You have expertise in religion, don't you? Yes, I do. So add double your proficiency modifier. Double? Okay. <laughs> I need it. Okay. Even with advantage. I got a four and a five. Oh. So the higher of those with my just my charisma becomes a six, but with double my proficiency bonus becomes a 16. Okay. That is low. That's so uh, low for me. Yeah. Um, okay. But it is Maybe still enough. It's still enough. <laughs> and you find yourself um, within an infinite library of the arcane. Symbols of arcane practice adorn the walls. And a familiar, uh, gentle, elven woman with pale skin and silver hair in resplendent blue robes. Calm, nurturing expression on her face greets you. Hello again, Sylvia. Hello, Akani. What is it you seek? Um, we are seeking to banish a god. Should they break through the barriers, we require beads of divinity. I must already thank you for granting me the knowledge to do this ritual in the first place, but if I may beg more of your power, 
I ask for much, but I must ask. Roll me a persuasion check. Also bad for me. Let's go. Eighteen. Eighteen. He says, Your road has been long and painful. Though joyous at times, I have observed. You saw that? Not in the sense you were dreading. Uh, I'm that's not omnipotent. Something... Good, 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 good. That I'm sure you sense the fear I said I felt in that. Berman, thank you for that. Um, no, yes, I agree. Mm. And it is soon to come the close of this chapter. That you are going to need this. And she produces a silvery blue uh, bead of divinity that floats over to you. Thank you for everything you have granted me. It has been immeasurably beneficial. I regret turning from you for all those years. Sometimes it takes exploration to find certainty. Mm. Or as certain as one can be. Certainly. Thank you, Arcani. Good luck, CVR. I will treat it well. Finally. On raid. Who is it okay. that you are reaching out to? I have my guess, but you might surprise <laughs> me. Um. Well. Um. Your guess is probably correct. Um, and as I mentioned before, Conrad was looking very serious, very, um, intense. And even as he sat down to join this circle and he is now sitting very tall and very straight and rigid. And if it's like, um, legs crossed and his like hands balled his side, and while this is all happening at once and everyone's focusing on talking to their own person or their own individual, or their own presence, if anyone were observing, it's almost like Conrad's form of dread is taking over him again as he focuses, shadows slithering around him, amber welling up in his tear ducts and running down his face, complexion hollow and pallid and deathly, but inwardly he speaks and he reaches out to the voices that are ever-present. And... Yeah, um, he, he thinks. Roll me a charisma check. Yep. Adding arcana, if you have proficiency. Alrighty. Cool, that's pretty good. I don't know if I have proficiency in arcana. Let's have a look. I do not, so that's a 
Uh, was a charisma check, was it? Yes. Uh, so my charisma's plus three, so a 19 in total. 19. Okay. So you find yourself in the now familiar amber halls of the amber temple. The looming figures of your patrons surrounding you. Excellent. And similarly, Colin has been quiet because he's visited them in dreams. He's spoken to them in disjointed fragments. Um, at this point, he just sort of stands there for a moment, um, eyes glittering in sort of the darkness of this temple. And then he takes a breath for the show of it and then says, I call upon thee, while no guidance and only demand has been given, an opportunity has now arisen for you and for us, for your beach to extend. The god of Arkhan the Cruel, who slayed me by his hand and brought me back, his god, by the name of Tiamat, seeks to travel to the realm I am currently tethered to. In time, in but a few days or less, it is feared they will succeed. I am trying to help you as you requested, as you ordered. But if this world is taken, if I die again, if I die properly, not the brief death when Harkin killed me, not half death like now when I do not need to breathe or eat or do anything of the functions of a normal human anymore, well, we will not be able to complete this journey. We have a chance to bind Tiamat, to buy time, to allow myself as your vessel, as the vessel of your other pawn, Strad, as I fear may be the case, to live, to give you what you seek, a spell, a requested spell to buy the time, its requirement, a mode of divinity. If there's something you can bring me to give, a borrowed mode, a chance, time. All I ask for is time, and I will do what you want. Throw me a persuasion check. He bows. Like he would have when he was but a, a noble. Um, what was that that I rolled? Okay. And persuasion check. Oh, plus eight. Cool. Um, so that is a 19. 19. Okay, so a bead of amber-orange light, small, appears before you. And can I get you to roll me a charisma saving throw? Oh no, okay, <laughs> here we go. Um, 16. 16. Okay. As your presence returns, the Sevier's Mansion. Can you roll me a d6? A d6, yes. yes. Alright. Two. Two. You are surrounded by your friends. My friends. Your family far away from you. Oh. You forget that Paul is in fact your sibling.
And Card feels happy, but he feels like a moment there's something gone. He's safe, he's away from his family, so this must be true. He isn't happy very often, so that's this this is fine, right? Nothing missing. And yet. And you all come to within the room with your beads of divinity. And as the ritual draws to a close, uh, the members of Vox Machina who made their way to Whitestone return with... uh, well, Grog has a uh, large bag of holding by his size. Um, says, We got the platinum, guys. We got the beads. Yes. Sevia holds hers up to show with them. Claude just has like tears streaming down his face and he just does the same. Card has his fist balled at his side while he's holding it, but he does not show them. Beatrice is holding hers in front and sort of puts her hand on one of her swords. All right. Shall we get going? Yes, let's. Yep. Much to be done. No time like the present, Sir Grog. I, I'm. Caitlin speaks up. I will um, allow you all to breathe underwater. You're going to need it for a moment. Um, and then I'm going to send you to a plant by uh, Scald Seat. Um. Follow Percy and Grog from there. The rest of us are going to go to Vasselheim to, to warn them. I'm sorry, did you say underwater? Yes, yes, that's, that's the easiest way to access Scald Seat and the, the core anvil. Right, 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 right. Um, well, thank you. Um, how do we carry these? Um, Bex, you might know this better than me. Ah, yes. So, if you just focus on storing it away, then, um, it will disappear until you need to call upon it again. Beatrice closes her eyes, concentrating very hard as the bead in her hand disappears. Sorry. Well, quite the party trick we're all learning today. <laughs> Weird. Oh, Sevia, like, wiggles over the floor. <laughs> And like 
thinks very hard at the bead until it absorbs into her hand and is stowed away and then just puts an arm around Fall's shoulders and gives them a squeeze. He just plops his face onto her shoulder for a moment. Oh, darling. <laughs> I actually so can't. <laughs> Is that good? She said I was always close. <laughs> oh, darling. And flows with her. You just like crying into her shoulder. I am so glad. I am glad he found what he was looking for and that you know now what I always knew. You've always been worthy. Beatrice shares an awkward look with Conrad. Conrad has like, um, has what more of a hard expression on his face and it has has since we broke apart um from this thing and he kind of just like um just clenches his fist harder and um, as he focuses on absorbing absorbing that moat but then he sort of just like um he does look over at her and just kind of like looks looks at those two and then just like rolls his eyes a bit but like you know like oh okay <laughs> Expressing emotions together, I see. <laughs> that kind of vibe. But he does look a lot more removed than he was. Alright. Ready? Yes. Hey. And all the sticks out of hand for a thumbs up. <laughs> and you all leave the mansion as Elith uh opens up. A tree and you see through the tree an expanse of water and a warmth radiates off of the water huh underwater well then in we go in we go and of note, because I think I, I can't remember whether I said it or not, but she has cast water breathing on everyone, even those yep. who don't really need it. <laughs> uh, because the, the target's enough people that, it, that it, like she didn't really mm. need to worry. All right. So it's just like, I hate swimming. Coming <laughs> deeply. All right. Um, so, you go through, uh, with Brog and Percy leading the way, as they know where to go, through the tree and find yourselves in an expanse of ocean. Um, there's a warm area of water that you find yourself in, coming out of a, uh, vast section of coral, um, and there's you're led through um swimming by grog and percy to where you see a pressurized jet of water coming out of one section um about 25 to 30 feet down um 
from where you appear. Uh, you see the bottom of what appears to be... Um, I think Sevier and Beatrice can probably put this together. Um, an underwater volcano. Or at least the underwater base of a volcano. I am going to say that only Beatrice puts that together because Sevia is trying not to visibly have a panic attack this entire time. <laughs> That's a good point. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. She is using every inch of her sanity to keep it together right now, so right. she is not uh, observing anything. Ignore her passive. It's zero yeah. right now. Okay. Um, and you see as, um, there's, there's almost like a scar in the volcano as if it has been opened and closed somehow, um, in a process much faster than would happen in the course of nature. Um, and you see Grog swim hastily up to it and start beating away at it with his gauntlets and it opens up into a crack that uh, you can all just barely fit through um, and you see the inside of a volcano um, and um, you see Grog take out from uh, the bag of holding that he has a jug as he swims through the crack. Um, Percy gestures for the rest of you to follow on and um, collects a bit of water in this weird mask contraption and places it around his face over his mouth. Um, as uh, as he swims through. And you see he has uh, four other devices just like it that he scoops up water through as he continues through. Connor will try to follow suit. Okay. As will Beatrice. Okay. Yeah, Phil will try to kind of like lead Sevier along. Sevier follows what the gang does. Okay. Um, as you come into the uh, into the volcano, um, and you you are in a very dark room. Um, with the exception of the surface of uh, of what little light peeks in from the ocean outside, um, and the water of the ocean quickly reacts with the bits of magma um, to reseal the hole, um, and you see Percy offering out the uh, the strange mask contraptions covered in water to you all. Grog says, "There's poison in here. You might want, uh, might want to put those on until we get past this." 
and he looks down at the the jug and says, water, sticks his head in for a moment and almost takes a breath. He goes, all right, let's go. And that's where we're going to leave it for this episode. I love Grog. Perfect. All right, see you next week, everyone. See you next week. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Bye.